This is Top Flag Time Machine. Hi, I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's uh, it's a Good Friday episode. Mm. And maybe we'll have a Good Friday agreement, Sam, at some point. That was great, wasn't it? The Good Friday agreement. It was brilliant. I loved that. That was probably my best Good Friday. And that's saying something because I've had many birthdays on Good Friday before and Easter Sunday you have. I have yeah oh, of course it's your birthday soon isn't it yeah, yeah so they, it often yeah. falls Easter so Easter's a very special time of year for me uh, but yeah. probably the better or certainly top three it's got to be the old mm. Good Friday agreement isn't it all the lads Jerry yeah. Adams um, what's Martin his name McGuinness Mick Tony Ma- Blair I nearly said Mick McManus but he was Mick the wrestler McCarthy. he wasn't Mick there Mick McManus the wrestler Mick McManus was there weren't he on the Good Friday group they got him along the ball Rocco no they yeah. got they got, him, they got him along to adjudicate <laughs> <laughs> Blair was like now listen uh, uh, Peter Matt Manderson uh, look, look you've done great work here as has Mo Molan but fuck's sake like, uh, neither of you, especially you, maybe Mo, but not you, Peter, if it kicks off, which it could do, with a combustible combination of lads we're going to have in the room when we sign the contract, <laughs> do the admin, right? We're going to have to have someone there to make sure things... You know, like, I've been watching a lot of Jerry Springer, and he always has these security guys who kind of steam Big in. Old guy. <laughs> yeah, and we need someone like that. So I was talking to Alistair, and he said, how about we get in touch with Mick McManus, the wrestler? Um, but maybe we need more than one. Maybe we could get a... Who's the guy who wore the mask and sort of had a bit of an Oriental vibe about him? Kenzo Nagasaki. Kenzo Nagasaki. <laughs> Honestly, they got, they got Kenzo Nagasaki, Kendo Nagasaki and fucking Mick McManus to basically be the security at the Good Friday Agreement, and not a lot of people, yeah. not a lot of people know that, but that's actually true, because um, they weren't in a lot of the photos because they didn't want it to look as if it was it was a toxic atmosphere. But obviously, it was a bit <laughs> yeah. toxic because um, all these two sides had been eat. Well, let's be honest, to put it lightly, they'd been at each other's throats for years, hadn't they? Yeah, they they had like cat and dog. They were like cat and dog. The Nationalists, the Unionists, uh, all, all these lads. All, all that lot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was a great agreement. It was, a, and, it was, uh, a fa- it was one of the best agreements ever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I was just watching a thing about it, because obviously it's the anniversary of it. And also Friday. and also, Boris Johnson tried to fuck it, didn't he? Or he, he actually tried to fuck yeah. it in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like it's, this. It's, it's, it's really good, a bit. Fuck the good Friday agreement. That's shit. Tell me what's good about it. Nothing. It's a load of fucking shit. Who did that, Blair? I'll do a much better one. Oh, agreements, is it? <laughs> fucking poncers. This is a good... That Kendo Nagasaki and Mick McManus reference is a good opportunity to once again recommend Simon Garfield's book, The, the Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, great, great book. A br- it, it, just, yeah, it's just all about the ITV period of wrestling in the uh, 70s and 80s. Simon Garfield uh, didn't have to do book. some good uh, books. Very, very diveable, I'd say. Yeah, uh, as is his, as is his one about the nation. The nation's favourite is one about Radio One and the changes oh, the it went one, through. Yeah, and uh, did he do yeah. a snooker one as well? Don't think he did. Oh. I um, I, I bought one of his books uh, just recently, just because it was him. Yeah, and I oh, was it gone? But I think it was kind of like uh, the period after the Second World War. Right, ordinary people. Right, telling their stories. 
Yeah, he's, um, a, he's an oral just, historian, isn't he? Yeah, and not like in a rude way. No, I was going to do a silly joke, but I think we're above yeah. that. We're, we're trying to move on from our infantile that, that image. That can be our Good Friday agreement that we're above that kind of thing now. Mm. Mind you, now. I, was, I was at the football yesterday and a mate, a, a mate of mine favours a, you know, like, instead of smoking weed, they now have these little mm. sort of, they're like tiny, they look like USB drives. He's got a USB drive. and right. um, What's in it? some sort of marijuana substance derivative mm. i don't know it's like basically as far as i can establish it's like electric marijuana all i Does know into the anus yeah no they they suck it and that's why i was thought of like um oral historian triggered the thought because right. we were thinking of different words for it they call it the pen and i said oh oh yeah pen because that's short for penis that's okay, you're, yeah. you you lot are just too busy because obviously I'm quite judgy with them about their drug intaking, right? And I'm, you are, I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah. You're so Mr. Clean. I'm like sucking on the electric penis again, are you lads? Right. But <laughs> the truth is I love them sucking the electric penis because yeah. they get so fucking wasted in the most spectacularly entertaining way. And I usually say, hey, when you give up drugs, uh, it's all those drug stories and drug behaviour stop, stop seeming funny. They just seem boring and dull. Not true in the case of the electric penis. I go, to be honest, watching West Ham shit, half the reason I go is to hang out with my mates and watch them get so high that they fucking don't... My mate the other day, we went through security. There's security before you get to the turnstile, right? And they do the mm. whole kind of... You know the, the wand, the beeping wand, Dandy? Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 yeah. beep. Right, so you go up, you get to the front of that queue. It's always a big queue, and you stand with your arms up, right, but mm-hmm. by your side, right. So what would you call it? Ninety degrees on e- on either side to each other. So you're sort of making a human H, right, and right. and uh, you stand there like a rugby post. That's how they make you stand, and they beep you on one side. Beep, 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 beep. Then they say, "Turn round." It's always some kid who mm. couldn't give a fuck whether you've got a bomb on you or not. Do they're paying like two pound out? Yeah, turn round, please, sir. Not even sir. Turn yeah. round, please, mate. Turn round. And then they go right. You can go. My mate just stood there in this position. No one noticed he was still standing there. We'd walked off practically to the fucking turnstile. We were miles away. We said, "Where is he?" We looked at the daft cunt. So penned off his nut. He's fucking stood there still <laughs> in the security just, position. Just in the moment, they've done about a hundred fucking other people. He's just still stood there. Anyway, it's very entertaining, and I call it sucking on the electric penis. Sucking on the electric penis. Which yeah. I, I did Good. then think, you know, an electric penis sounds like a um, a fun sort of a notion, I suppose. It could be. It could be for mm. people who can't get triggered anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Reach for the electric penis. Yeah, I need. I on. need to. I need to get my penis replaced with an electric one. Yeah. Apparently, it's more economical. Do you though? Nah. Is it nah. just a more admin, isn't it? I just think. Leafs. When it, when, it, when it comes to my penis, I'm just like, let sleeping dogs lie. Leave well alone. Let, <laughs> just, less said, soonest mended. Exactly. Just let said. it, let it fucking get on with it, right? Let you, it be. You used to be mates. You used to hang out a lot, and yeah, sure, you've had some adventures, but those days are gone. <laughs> you don't talk much anymore. Just leave it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's late. Yeah. My penis is very much in its dotage. Do you know what I mean? quite right it's like a retired major 
and it's retired to the Cotswolds. It's got a nice cottage, yeah. and every morning in the summer, you just see he goes out, he sits in his deck chair, reads the Telegraph cover to cover, and then mm. full. And then whilst he's studying the cricket scores, he nods off. The hat tips down over his eyes, and he just mm-hmm. sleeps through to the rest of the afternoon. Uh, that's how I think of my penis. Oh, maybe like Roald Dahl, he stops and has some prawns for lunch. <laughs> yeah, and a bar of chocolate. And a bar of chocolate. <laughs> What's for lunch? <laughs> What's for lunch? <laughs> Rhetorical question, of course. We know what it is. Bronze, Bronze and chocolate. Next question. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. By the way, I am enjoying the perfect cup of tea once again. Oh, I'm having a nailed it. I'm having a cracking cup of tea. It's my fourth of the day, and we're recording Get this. In. It's only twenty to two, but I've just <laughs> I'm having one of those days where I'm just I can't. Well, when Len's off school because it's Easter holidays, he's a fucking tea fiend. He's like my grandma. Yeah. My grandma, I probably all grandmas were like this. Yours was probably the same. They just were never not drinking tea. They mm. were either drinking tea, making a cup of tea, or talking about making the next cup of tea. Like, should we have another cup yeah. of tea? Should I put the kettle on? Yeah. We'll have another cup of tea. And it's just non-fucking-stop. And I've always liked a tea, as you know. But my grandma's levels were, to be honest, at times they were preposterous. But that's but the older that, you get, the, the, the more the more rational that seems. You drift yeah. into that arena. Well, Len, I guess Len got so into it during lockdown, that kind of tea-related lifestyle. That now, as soon as it's the school holidays, he's he's like he's like my grandma, who never met. I was telling him about. It, so I was like, he gets up, the kettle's on, he's brewed a pot, he's had the tea. Then he's like, Dad, put the kettle on. It's your turn. Right, Good lad. and it just goes back and forth all day. So I'm on cut number four. He's probably higher than that. <laughs> You've had a couple of the Vita module to get away from it for mm. a bit. But I am but having a good. nice cup in the Star Wars "I Am Your Father" cup, which is one that you also mm. have. I've got that as well because it's slightly larger than a regular cup. Mm. You get a bit more in it. Exactly. Like tea mugs. That's a treat mug. That one. Yeah, yeah. I've got a similar. I've got this one's got afternoon cupper written on it. Got it from Ooh, Sainsbury's, lovely. and it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. It's nice to have a big one in it. Yeah, yeah. Just that bit extra. Um, I mean, this is meant to be a, sl- a slightly truncated episode because it's bank holiday. Sometimes yeah. we don't even bother knocking them out on bank holidays, but we thought we'd do, um, you know, a bit shorter than usual. Just you know, keep our uh, keep our hand in. Yeah, pod wise, but uh, something to talk about because just before we've gone on air, as it were at uh, 22 on Thursday afternoon Frank Lampard has been appointed Chelsea caretaker manager until the end of the season Absol- and I think that's absolutely marvelous. wonderful that is completely and utterly the best thing that happened in football this season I think yeah I'd agree with um, that yeah um, that's great these, news it, it's it, he's going to have to try and deal with these players who Graham Potter couldn't deal with uh, many of these uh, players I, drove him out of the club. What seems like just about a couple of years yeah. ago, maybe less. And and the the rest of them have just come in recently and still aren't really on first name terms with each other. They're just wandering around the corridors, apparently uh, just bumping into each other all the time. They're There's on a complete hu- they're, confusion. They're all on a hundred year contracts. Yeah, on, <laughs> on death. Fifty million pounds a week, um, but many of them <laughs> have not been required to yet play first team football. And maybe never will, because the man who bought Chelsea, I'm starting to think the man who bought Chelsea is in fact the best man in the world. (laughs) 
Todd Bowley. Everyone's going, Todd Bowley, ah, oh, Todd Bowley, he doesn't know the English game. He's ridiculous. He's got no understanding at all. What a crass American coming here with all his money. Yeah, he doesn't understand the great heritage of our game. Fuck off. <laughs> The bloke's a fucking legend. He bought fucking Chelsea. He swaggered over. He he basically went like, it's like playing FIFA. He's gone fucking bananas and just like said, tell me, bring me a list of all the best players in the world. I'm buying all the cunts, right? I'm buying all of them. How are you going to negotiate with them? Don't worry about that. I'll just offer them fucking 20-year contracts on, I don't know, let's say, around £2 million a day. <laughs> More money than they can imagine. He's fucking... He's having a fucking... And, uh, he is living uh, out loud. Big style. And if we ever do... Apparently... Yeah. I was going to say, there's not enough room in the dressing room for, like, team meetings and everything. So half the squad are lying on gurneys in the corridors. Yeah. Like an overrun NHS hospital. It is like the it's NHS, chaos Chelsea. I, uh, around my area, because I live in West London, on Thursday nights... A lot of the neighbours come out on their doorstep and clap or bang a wooden spoon on a tin pan for Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I you know, I'm always saying, I don't do it personally, but I don't object to it because I think, no, fair enough. You know, they've, they're running out of space. It's, it's not fair what's happening to them. And, you know, <laughs> end of the day, fault, yeah. they're a local yeah. part of the community and I don't want to see them perish. That's what we pay our taxes for. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, um, he's done a press conference already. Mm. And here's a quote from it. He says, it was a pretty easy decision for me. This is my club. Fucking okay, no. hell. <laughs> it's not, mate. You got sacked 18 months ago. Yeah. And they were all fucking, not your club. they all wanted you're you a, sacked as well. But you're an agent of convenience. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. All I'd say is, I can. it's not the most mad idea. They needed someone, and you need someone with a, a modicum of credibility. Now, it's arguable whether he's got any left as a manager, but I suppose you can at least say, well, he managed a club recently, he's been managing in the Premier yeah. League till recently, and he is a bona fide club legend. Some would argue, um, and I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I'm not really able to say that he was their best ever player, right? And so, I don't, know. Uh, I don't fucking know. Who knows? Um, Fuck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what is a good player? What is what? As I said to someone last night, what is football? But we had just lost five one mm. to Newcastle, so that's the sort of shit you come out with on the train on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> on the way yeah, home, on a fuck when you're when you're soaking wet from the rain and you're on a fucking train that's going to take forty five minutes to get you home, you say shit like, "Well, what is football anyway?" Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's just, you know, he's gone in. This makes sense for them. It makes sense for him because he's like, yeah, they sat me, but that doesn't make a difference. I love this club. And uh, and so, but all we can hope for <clears throat> is that. So I actually don't think it's as mad as people, as some people are saying. All, all I can hope for is that he does some balmy things and I'm pretty certain he will. 
Well, you know what? He's not going to want to leave in the summer. He's only there till the summer. He's not going to want to leave then. He's been asked about whether he will stay or help his cause to stay if he wins the Champions League, which, mm. of course, is the only trophy that's still in. Yeah. He says, I will park that to the side and focus on the job in hand. That means, yes. Which, of course, means I am gunning for well, the Champions League like you wouldn't believe. Frank Lampard, despite everything, despite everything that happened at Chelsea and Everton and Derby, has the cast-iron self-belief of Jake Humphreys. The other day... He we, went to public school. Of he course went, he's he got went, it. He's got, he's got self-belief coming out of every orifice. He is very much... He's cut from the same cloth as Humphreys. In fact, I wouldn't have been surprised if he's been on Humphreys' high-performance podcast. Must have been. Must have been. I mean, what, Must a, have been. what that- a meeting of minds those two would be. Can you imagine? Absolutely <laughs> sensational. Or listen to it? I fucking know. That would be a great deep dive. Podcast looking good of course episode 21 the high performance podcast frank lampard ah this has to be listened to this has to be listened to it seems to be um an hour and 20 minutes long (laughs) when's he gonna do when's he gonna do a seance and raise the spirit of thatcher and do a high performance podcast with thatcher's ghost (laughs) it's inevitable it's fucking inevitable. The lady, yeah. the le- this week I'm joined by the lady herself, a woman um, who I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to admit I had a framed picture of above my bed when I was a young man. That's when right, I was a teenager, Mrs. Thatcher, um, Lady Thatcher, a Baroness woman who I Thatcher. had impure thoughts about. I'm not scared to admit it. And yes, sti- you know and, what I'm talking about. And still do. Who else could I be talking about? <laughs> But Baroness Thatcher, and I <laughs> to give her a full name. I've arranged for it for her spirit to be raised from the dead by a clairvoyant friend of mine, and she joins me now. Um, we should definitely deep dive Lampard and Humphreys. That's one of the greatest mm. meetings of minds ever. I bet I you need. So. I bet you though secretly neither of them have got much time for Todd Bowley. <laughs> the episode itself has got a, a, a subtitle. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. You like this. <laughs> Episode 21, Frank Lampard. Taking on 100%... I'll say that again. Taking on 100% responsibility whilst retaining humility. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, well, I think that sums Frank Lampard up. He should have a T-shirt with that <laughs> written on it. Oh, God. That's just so fucking sweet. Fuck Yeah, Episode hell. 21, High Performance Podcast. Um... I don't know. I, I I feel sick. It's almost like when you've got too many sweets in front of you and you eat them all. It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's almost to it's, it's almost going. too perfect. We'll have to we'll have to take some time contemplating whether or not we approach that. It may be dangerous. Ah, uh, oh, God! I'm gonna put some money on Chelsea to win the Champions League, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's Why very not? it's very reminiscent of when Di Matteo led them to glory, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah, he um, he says, I believe I can come and help the cause in this period till the end of the season. I am delighted to have the opportunity, and I'm confident in myself. Oh, I have a good, I have a good understand of the squad, training ground, stadium, and fans. What the fuck? Oh, what? you know your way around Stamford Bridge. I fucking know he knows my way the around. Bugs are. I know fucking enough about Stamford Bridge to work out how to get there and walk around it. <laughs> I mean, what difference does that make? And ditto the tra- the fucking training ground. I know where everything is uh, in the training ground. I know where the secrets are kept. 
I have an executive think, bathroom, of course. I think most managers, when they do start at a new club, it does take them three or four weeks to acclimatise themselves to the, the training ground and the stadium. Yeah. You know, they, they'd be flailing around for those first three or four weeks. Do you remember, and it can results. Do you remember when Big Ron, I think he he moved from... <laughs> I can't remember. He moved from like Sheffield Wednesday to Coventry or something. It was and the Nottingham it, Forest. And they played each yeah, briefly. He, he played. Yeah. They played each other, and he sat in the wrong dugout, didn't he? <laughs> he did. So it just yeah. goes to. I think that's what Lampard's getting at. He's going. We all remember what happened to Big Ron, and I yeah. think that knocked his confidence fatally, didn't it? And people, people still talk about it now to this yeah. day. So and like Big, that. Big Ron was all about his mojo, wasn't he? He was a mojo manager, yeah. Big Ron. Um, he's just he's just said that will not happen to me not, at not, all unless not, we're away at Everton and it might happen. No um, way am I ever going to find myself in the wrong uh, dugout because that's sloppy. And one thing Frank Lampard isn't is sloppy. I am precise, <laughs> I am timely, and I am neat. <laughs> I'm a nice, tidy boy for mummy. It's as simple as that. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. <laughs> oh, God. He really is well, a nice, tidy it's... boy for mummy. Jake Humphrey's a nice, tidy boy for mummy as well. The subtitle of, of that podcast should have been Episode 21 Frank Lampard. <laughs> Two nice, tidy boys <laughs> for mummy. boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got some predictions to do for the weekend. And oh, look at this. Chelsea are involved. They've been randomly selected. Hmm. Um, I haven't worked out the points from midweek yet because Sunderland haven't played Hull yet. I had to drag that in from Friday tea times fixture list okay. to make up the... Um, so we'll do an overview in a week's time on where we're at and the predictions. Um, so Wolves versus Chelsea, Sam. Frank th- Lampard's I, Tory Chelsea. I, 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 I don't think he will be able to raise them for this game because I think the problems they're facing are, are way beyond... Any coach, any coach's mm. abilities straight away. Maybe given a few weeks, he might revive their form a little bit. So I, I think Wolves are going to win this 2-0. <laughs> I, I think he'll, I think they'll, Chelsea will win it 1-0. I think Wolves are a bit of a mess. and um, I believe in Frank <laughs> almost as much as he believes in himself. Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest. Um, this is um, 3-0 to Aston Villa. Steve Cooper's just had the the, the vote of confidence from Nottingham Forest's uh, l- uh, larger than life chairman Steve, owner. Steve Cooper looks like a broken man, but even when he was doing well, he looked like a broken man. He so what's he going to look like man. when they get it's relegated? Yeah. Someone said to me yesterday, he just looks like he wasn't fed properly when he was younger. <laughs> Malnutrition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that's true. That's oh, a shame him. if it's true. Um, yeah, not his fault. Okay, I'll say uh, 2-0 to Villa. Okay. And Fulham versus West Ham United. The, the, I don't know where West Ham are right now. Fucking hell. After the, the Do you know what? It was really weird. Uh, West, I went last night and I went on Saturday. We beat Southampton on Saturday 1-0 and we were pretty shit. It was a shit game. It was really boring. West Ham were rubbish and we were just lucky that Southampton was slightly more rubbish. Last night I went and I really enjoyed the game. It was a good game. And honestly, this sounds silly, but West Ham played quite well for long periods. So we were enjoying it. You know, it was 2-1 at one point. We were sure we were going to come back, but we just made, you know what it was? Well, it was silly mistakes, mate. Silly individual errors. Silly individual errors. Uh, We will lose to Fulham 2-0. Okay. And I think you will lose to Fulham 
three uh, nil. Whoa! And you know what? The board will not sack. They haven't sacked Moyes now. We're the only <laughs> club in the bottom twelve who have stuck by their manager. And they kept saying, we'll wait and see. We don't want to say, we'll wait and see how the next result goes. And they've been saying it every time. And we played Newcastle at home and they battered us 5-1. And Mm. the statement this morning, or it's not a statement, but what's crept out through the ITKs is, the club are going to wait and see what happens against Fulham. What the fuck are you talking about? How can you do that? It's madness. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I mean, the, the managers are now available. But I know that's the thing they weren't before, but I would fucking take Brendan Rodgers in. I was going to say instant. Brendan Rodgers seems perfect. obvious, yeah, perfect, yeah. But anyway, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm sort of getting ready for a season in the Championship. I mean, like you've always said, it's a great league. Best I've league always, in the world. We've been yeah. relegated loads of times. I've always, always enjoyed. Like not like I've not celebrated relegation, but what I'm saying is every season that we've had in the Championship, and there's been a number, I've always really mm. enjoyed the experience as a fan. It's massive fun. Yeah, really you go into different grounds. It's, for a start, it's easier to go to away games. It's very difficult to go to away games uh, in the Premier League because um, they sell out and unless you've got the points. But it's, I think it's a bit easier. You go to smaller clubs, so you get to visit some grounds you haven't been to before. The atmospheres are still good because it's got a lot of fans in the Championship. And with any yeah. luck, we might win a few games as well. You never know. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll be up against Cardiff or Sunderland and they're playing each other on... Monday on Bank Holiday Monday so that'll uh, I'll predict that now Cardiff will I think win that one 1-0 one I'll say 1-0 ok and then we've got Brentford versus Newcastle who are currently the nemesis team of this league um, but now that Frank Lampard's back at Chelsea maybe we need to revert to that again I'm not sure we'll think about that Brentford versus um, Newcastle Brentford versus Newcastle 2 all. Wow. It's a ballsy guess, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I think it would be a 1-1. So that's the predictions. That's the episode. We will be back on Monday um, with another fairly short episode. Well, hang on. We haven't together. done an arse update because I know people will be worried. Oh, do you, there's an arse update, is there? My, yeah? well, all it is is I believe that my arse is now back in action. Um, in a, and I mean that L- in a listeners, good way. Listeners of these... Topical episodes aren't aware of the arse situation because it was an oh. IFS revelation on Wednesday. Earlier in the week, I had a really bad day. Um, and I said on the other podcast that the, the two things that any middle-aged man dreads happening on every day. You wake up in the morning, you think, please, God, I'll get through the day as long as neither of these two things happen. One is your boiler breaking down. Two is mm. blood coming out of your ass. Well, guess what, yeah. listeners? On Tuesday, both things happened to me on the same Bang. day. Bang! Yeah. Let's see. Let's test Sam Delaney. Thought God. Let's see how resilient he really is. Turns out, I fucking am. Because not only did I sort out a new boiler on such a good, my logistics were so good that I'm actually now paying less a month. Right. Mm. So the broken, and I've got a top level steel cased German boiler. Right. Mm. Which I'm delighted I think it was, by. I think it was the there. And the anus, German anus. The anus feels like it could be still case because it's bounced back. Um, it there was blood coming out of my ass when I went to the lavatory. That was mm-hmm. scary. I hadn't. I have had it in the past though, so I at least had some. There was a precedent, and so I knew how to react. Um, yeah. And uh, I reacted in the way I drank plenty of water. I ate plenty of fibre and fruit and veg, 
and uh, now it seems to have dried up. Not just the blood. Good. I mean, there's no, there's nothing coming out of my ass other than the things that should be. The, the regular stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So all's well that ends up. What you, what you, what you like to call Operation Anal Rejuvenation. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I feel as if my ass could be. Feels like it's, you know, in its 20s again. In fact, to be honest, my arse is healthier now than it was when I was in my 20s. So I just lived an unhealthy lifestyle. My arse didn't know whether it was coming or going.